This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, hon, what you doing with your fun? Do flowers have best friends? I don't know. Hey, look. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Leicester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and all podcast platforms. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chumps. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. All you need for everything Leicester City FC. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Hello fellow Fox fans. Good evening, it's Monday night. Every night I'm here with you. How the devil are you all? 
First of two shows tonight, we've got this one, which is the Opposition View show, and we're going to be back later with a, a transfer show special, which could be two and a half hours of absolutely nothing, because it doesn't look like anything's happening. So stick with this one. This one's the more interesting one. It's going to be a bit feisty on Wednesday. We've got a small matter of this. We have, we have got an away trip to Fulham and his revenge on the cards. Well, <laughs> I think we need it, don't we? This is Leicester Till I Die TV. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV. And it's live. It is, and you can get us live on YouTube on Leicester Till I Die TV, Facebook on Leicester Till I Die, the group, and Twitter and Periscope at Leicester TID. Please join in. Let us know your comments. What do you think about the return match to Fulham? Are we going to get our revenge? Well, I'll tell you what, it's been a bad year for actually predicting anything, and I was talking to Emilio, who's joining us in a minute, um, before, and I said, it's got to be the worst year ever for trying to predict any scores? Steve Leinitz was so impressed that he actually got one right with the Everton draw. <laughs> he messaged me because he'd actually say got the first one right all season. Couldn't have predicted that, though, could we? Well, we couldn't. Well, let's see if Emilio can and let's bring him in. Mm -hmm. Emilio from the um, Fulham podcast uh, at Cottage Talk, I believe, Emilio. Good evening. Hello there, Chris. Hello. Nice to, nice to be back on the show tonight. Hopefully... Uh... We can reflect on some positive discussions. Hopefully, we, can, we need a much-needed victory on a Wednesday night. So, hopefully, we can do the double over you. That'll be nice. You know, well, the way things are going at the moment, it's uh, deja vu from this time last year when it all started to go wrong. But um, it is. Um, we're, we're Wednesday, 6 o'clock, I think it is, the kickoff. Yeah, 6 p.m. And it's on BT Sport and BBC Radio 5 Live if you have those platforms at all. So uh, we'll say a good evening to um, Matthew. How the devil are you? Um, Minnie, I'll put the link in later and you can come in and have a, a quick chat and at the bottom at all, see how the uh, show goes. I mean, you obviously sit here a lot happier than I was and no, no disrespect to you, it was a bit like Sheffield United. Well, it was exactly the same, really. Sheffield United beating Man United. Mm. You were bottom of the league at the time. Mm. And I know football <clears> games <throat> aren't played on uh, on paper, but you you must have been over the moon at that that win. Absolutely. And, you know, I was actually quite bullish at the time when I did the show with yourself. I actually, I think I predicted a one-all draw. I think at the time I, had, I felt we could get something out of the game. I was just being very mm. optimistic. But I was saying, when we've got nothing to play for, we have nothing to lose. I think we yeah. play better. You know, I think to be honest, I think you know, in when we play the big teams at Tottenham's, Liverpool's, Man United, Chelsea, we've not disgraced ourselves. We've only lost a couple of games in the last nine, I think it is now. Unfortunately, yeah. there's no victories in those. The last victory was against yourself a couple of months ago. So it's we've lot we haven't got that winning formula, we haven't got that winning mentality. So we need to find a way very, very quickly to find a way of get winning games, closing games out. But you know, we're competing. That's a good that's a positive. We are competing, mm -hmm. but competing's not enough. We've got to start turning those competitive games, those draws into into victories. And, you know, there's no, I can't see no reason why we can't give yourselves a run for your money on Wednesday night and actually turn you over. We've got to start <laughs> at some point. You know, I thought two months ago we fully deserved that victory. And yeah. I think a lot of credit goes to the way we were set up. 
we took our chances. We, we limited you to very few opportunities. I think it was right at the end you scored you scored a, a goal. And, you know, another About day, four minutes to go, yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. But overall, I thought we, we warranted that victory. And I thought that would be the springboard for us to push on. And we have pushed on in the sense that we, we've been more difficult to beat. But we, we still haven't found a way of winning games. And that's a problem. And we're starting to feel a little bit detached from the bottom, from Brighton, the teams above us. So we mm. urgently the victory on Wednesday night. I mean, as we we spoke briefly before before we came live, and I uh, reminded you of our great escape year. <laughs> and you know, at this point, then we were we were worse off than you. I think we were bottom. Um, mm. And suddenly, we just went on a run, and mm. we we were like you. We weren't getting tanked. We weren't going out there and losing four nil, five nil, or anything like that. Mm. It was one nils, two ones. It was very very close. Yeah. Um, and like you said, it's that spirit, that fighting spirit that we had in every game. The results weren't going for us, and you know that we 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 accepted that. Uh, but I, I wouldn't give up hope. Hmm. Yeah, and I think the way I look at it, on paper, you know, we're getting some good results. You know, I think we was a little bit despondent with those, our last two games away from Brighton and away at West Brom. You know, we deserved probably to win the game against West Brom, but we, you know, yeah. again, we were, we were guilty of missing a lot of opportunities in the first half. And in Brighton, you could argue we got away with a draw when we should have lost that game. So net-net, got two points out of six. If we'd been in West Brom and lost to Brighton, net-net, that would have been a point more. So yeah. it's good not to keep losing games, but I'd rather start getting some points on the board. And as you're showing there, look, we're seven points yeah. away from Brighton and eight from Newcastle and Burnley. So, But there are enough games where we've still got the likes of Sheffield United to play. Burnley home yeah. away, Newcastle last game of the season. So there are some games there that we know we should be earmarking to win, but it's easier said than done. You know, same yeah. winning is you have to show that winning mentality, like you said, but it might just take an ugly win. Win mm -hmm. one ugly game and suddenly that will give you the spirit and confidence to push on. And two back-to-back -back victories will push us literally on the knocking on the door to Burnley Newcastle. So it's it's not over yet. I'm optimistic. I'm reasonably optimistic, but that my glass half full is getting less <laughs> full by the day that's a problem and you, you have got of course you have got the game in hand um mm. over brighton um yes. just bear with me I just that's it i couldn't get rid of that you have got the game in hand over brighton mm. win that i think the only worry is that nobody is putting a run together no no you know no, and right. that's you know i mean <sighs> burnley are, are down there brighton yeah, I mean they beat Tottenham the other day. You know, <laughs> like doesn't say, help us. Doesn't help us. Yeah. No. And if I was a betting man, I would have lost a, a fortune this year because, you know, you, you've got at, the, at, our, at our end of the table. I don't mean that disrespectfully, but at our end of the table, you can end up in one day having three different people sat at the top yeah. of the table, yeah. depending on the games and the results. And you know, we, we we we're not getting runs together. You know, we. I mean, if we have a look here at our um, our form guide, I mean, you know, you, you you're struggling. I must maybe you've got the three draws, which you know were, were points you've not lost. But you know, we were on a run, then suddenly we lost, and then mm. you know we well, we tried, we drew sorry with Everton, a game which we should have won, and then we lost to Leeds deservedly. So it was one of those games. I don't know yeah. we didn't turn up, but. That's, I think, is the key for any team if they want to either do well at our end or, or try and stay up at your end. Mm. I mean, I think there are two worse teams than you, at least in that division. And I'm not being that sarcastically yeah. because they're yeah, below definitely. you. But I think, for me, Sheffield United and West Brom are down. Mm. 
you 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 are giving yourself a fighting chance, but you've just got to get that that run together. Yeah, exactly. I, I even like Bernie because I don't hmm. think technically Bernie are a, a pretty side to watch. But they've suddenly found a bit of a way of winning some games. They go to Anfield and get a, you could argue a deserved victory. It doesn't yeah. help our cause. But they 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 came back from two one down to beat Villa last week. So it's they had that fighting spirit to find a way of winning and just take three wins out of four or five. And suddenly, you know what? Nine points out of out of eighteen. That's actually going to push us back up the table. It starts to put pressure on the other teams. But as each game goes by, you don't start to win. You've got less games. To win, it just it, the mathematics become a little bit more uh, improbable. So I'm not. It's not over till it's over. We did a great escape many years ago. Did yourself. So it's, yeah. it's hope, but it's it's looking bleaker by the day unless we start to win against yourselves on Wednesday, and then we've got West Ham at home on Saturday. Again, not any. Both games are very tough, but who's to say we can't get at least one one victory out of two from those? Well, teams? we're talking about Sheffield United beating Man United. Yeah. Yeah. Brighton beating Tottenham, Burnley beating Liverpool. Like I say, you you got the three points off us, which, like I say, and, and, and no disrespect to you, I don't think anybody was expecting. No, but no. You, you came, you did a job on us, and you know you you won the you got the penalty via VAR, uh, which <laughs> is always a bit controversial when it's a VAR penalty. But you, you you restricted us, and 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 you've won that game, and it must give you belief that mm. you, you can. Games are winnable. Yeah, exactly, and I think it's you know obviously you guys have got a couple you know Vardis. He's got an injury at the moment, yeah. so I think that will also help us. But I think that will give us, you know, a bit more, you know, confidence. If we can stay s strong in defence, you know, we've been very good in defence. You can see how many goals are we conceding? You know, very few, to be honest. A couple of goals against West Brom wasn't, you know, wasn't particularly impressive on Saturday. But aside from that, Tottenham only conceded once. We only conceded once against Tottenham, once against Liverpool, once against yeah. Chelsea. Man United scored from a great Pogba goal. So to be honest, we we are difficult to beat and. We're looking reasonably organised and tight, but hopefully if we can start to find a way of scoring goals and keeping it tight at the back, then we may have a chance. But this is I see this as a bonus game. I had an earmarked points from this game on on Wednesday night, but if we can get some we need something urgently from it, otherwise that gap's just gonna keep extended further and further. I mean, I'm just looking now, you you've you've conceded twenty-nine, but uh Wolves have conceded thirty, Newcastle mm. thirty-four. Sheffield United 34 and West Brom and Jarbin have conceded 50. So, like you say, you know, you're not you're not conceding as bad as the others around you. Yeah. And the goal difference at the end of the day, that could be worth a point. Yeah, absolutely. And if we if you actually look at the amount of goals conceded following the first four games of the season, our percent our ratio of goals is much better. We, we lost 3-0 to Villa at home, 3-0 at Arsenal at the beginning of the season. You take away those awful performances at the start. Actually, we've, we're quite competitive in terms of our defensive prowess mm -hmm. compared to the likes of Man United and other teams at the top. So actually, it's but they could score goals and we can't, and that's a problem. You know, that's a difference. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, I mean, I don't know sort of what your injuries are like. We've got three, well, two definitely out, and a third one I think is going to be out. Vard is out injured, mm -hmm. um, and thankfully we have got Barnes and. Madison, who have been chipping in with goals. Indeed, okay. uh, in centre midfield is out, but He's we still have Mendy, who's coming in. And Castagne got injured the other night. Uh, do you look at that and go, great, no Vardy, that's brilliant? Yeah, and I think, 
at the end of the day, he I think when he played it, you know, back in end of November, you know, he wasn't really in the game to be honest. We, you know, he was he was we did a job on him to be honest. And I, you know, mm. I, I take some courage for the fact he's not playing on Wednesday night, but, but you know, it's you know, with all our possession is what can we we need a bit of quality in the midfield. I think it's I think it's going to be one from central midfield on Wednesday night. I think who's got the quality, the vision to push forward. I think that's going to be where the game's going to be decided. I think with defensively, we're, we're both reasonably solid. We've both got good goalkeepers, but it's who's got that invention in midfield. That's going to be the battle. You know, you know, some, there's a lot of games coming in thick and fast now. You know, players yeah. you know, players returning back from COVID. I think I'm starting to see a bit of fatigue you know, sneaking in, to be honest. And the players yeah. have done well to come back from COVID, but they've been thrown right into the mix and having to play, what, two games every every week? That's, that's a lot of game time. Yeah. When you normally fit, let alone when you're recovering from COVID, so it's that's going to be the key to the success. Of this I think it's going to be an open game, a, a good two good passing teams. Yeah. Who's got who's got that instinct in the middle of the park will probably go on and win the game. It's almost like competition football now, isn't it? Like the World <laughs> Cup and what have you. You know, we have got. I mean, I, I'm virtually doing a different show every every night of the week for <laughs> for the next month, and then for us it gets worse because we've got the Europa League coming back into it. Um, I don't know about that, you okay. know, but you know, it, it you can't moan because we would moan if we weren't in Europe. So <laughs> you know, we, we we can't get mad. But just a comment comment here and. Um, if I can just just find it that um, Stephen said, um, Chris, if we can't lift ourselves for this game, then I give up. Fulham deserved their win against us, but we need to look at ourselves in the mirror. It is Leicester. We do struggle against sometimes against the, the teams like yourselves. I mean, I know you said Vardy wasn't in it and you did a job on Vardy, but Vardy is, I'm not saying we're just a one-man team, but he can do nothing for 89 minutes. Mm. Only needs one minute to to get the goal. We haven't got Vardy, but you look at that and you think like like Leeds beat us. Do you look at Leeds beating us the other day and go, yeah, we're mm. in with a chance? Yeah, like, again, you look. I think we were mentioning this when we played you back in November. Mm. Your home form seems a little bit inconsistent. You you know you got thrashed yeah. by West Ham. That was an awful performance yeah. for myself. We've beaten you there. Less Leeds have gone there and done a job on you as well, but. I think you're more competitive away from home. So that's, that's, that's my nervousness. You seem to play well on the counter-attack. Well, with Vardy not playing on Wednesday night, how much will that impact your ability to play on the counter-attack, especially away from home when you can come and do a job on it? So we've both got similar philosophies here. We both like to play on the counter-attack. You know, you've obviously got a key player injured. You know, I think hopefully touch wood, we haven't got any injuries for the game on Wednesday. But it's I think it's going to be an open game, a good competitive game. Two good mm. passing sides, but it's it's who who's got that instinct in midfield. That's going to be the game. I think I disagree with your your your, your supporters said you give up if you don't win against us <laughs> tonight. The season's far from over, at the bottom or at the top. It's it's it is. It's all about who's got the strongest squad, who can rotate, who can. It's, it's it feels like it's a cup. Every game's a cup final yeah. because there's no predictability in the score lines at the moment. I know, and it's it's really weird because you you sound very much like me. You sort of look at the you look at the game, say a month in advance, and go right. Well, that could be a win. That could yeah, be that's probably we're not going to lose that. That's a draw, and then you start looking at teams all around you. I mean, you know, I'm I'm a fan. I do this, but I'm a fan, and I have the same feelings as any other fan. We lose to Leeds, and you know the the world's over that's the end of the world. But then you've got to look that Liverpool have just lost, Tottenham have just lost, but. It is like a season where 
anything could happen. And I, I think it'll go probably go right down to the wire. But you said there you, you've got no injury problems at all? Not, not, not at the moment. So I, I expect that to be a, a fairly static team from what we played against West Brom on, on, on Saturday. Mitrovic has suddenly been transitioned back into the team. He's been out of favour for the last two, two plus months. He's, you know, out of form, motiv- you know, his motivation and morale is, is rock bottom. But he played, he did well in that first half against against West Brom. I know West Brom are West Brom. It's not no disrespect to them, but no. I, you know, he, if we've got a striker there, we need to make sure he's utilised appropriately. I like, I like to see Scott Parker making a few tactical changes during the game as well. So rather than his formula is very much play, you know, keep ball, keep possession, play out of play from the back, press forward, and, and maybe play on the break as well. But that clearly hasn't got us enough wins so far. Clearly, it's only one yeah. wins out. So he's got us. So I'm mixing it up a bit. I've said on, on on our show on the College Talk podcast yesterday, change it a bit. You know, do something a little bit unpredictable. You know, mm-hmm. when push comes to shove. You need to get start grinding out wins. You need something that has to change, and I'd, I'd like to see him maybe changing a couple of things against you on Wednesday night. You know, play it long to mid to as well as trying to play neat passing football because it's trying to play one dimensional type of football. You know, pass. It's it's not give. It's not giving us victories. Victories is what counts. Oh, definitely. And the funny thing is, um, you mentioned Mitrovic there. Is we we need another striker. I mean, the fact that Vard is out, mm. Perez. He, he he isn't an he should be a centre forward, but he isn't. He's not mm-hmm. a natural goal scorer. Uh, and Nacho, I don't think you know, Nacho couldn't score. Mm-hmm. He was in the proverbial brothel sort of thing. And Mitrovic, <laughs> you know, we, we've been saying what well, we've been saying for two or three years as fans: we need a striker. This should be the window. We've got to have a striker. Vardy's mm-hmm. out. He's getting older. If he gets injured, he's going to take longer to recover, etc., mm-hmm. etc. And Mitrovic is a name that keeps popping up. And people say, "Yeah, we should make an offer and go in." But has he been performing well? Not really, to be honest. It's, this Scott Parker plays, you know, very much. You know, it doesn't suit Scott Parker's style of football. So, you know, he's been really, really not being given any game time. He's, he had he missed a couple of penalties earlier in the season. He missed that penalty for Serbia that knocked them out of the European Championships and got Scotland through to the actual yes. tournament this year. So, his his confidence is rock bottom. But he's had a couple of knocks here and there as well. But he, he's Scott Parker's been told if we're not going to get any strikers, you know, you've got to play him. He's your main striker. He can do a job. We've got to find a way of integrating him into the team. Cha- you know, look, look against West Brom. He he had some nice touch. Got a good assist early on in the game. His hold-up plays inevitably was very good. If you can keep him focused, keep him, you know, on your side and make him feel loved, then you know we can get the best out of him. He just needs a goal. If we get it, if he gets a goal, he's going through a bit of a drought. I think it's over eight hundred minutes since he last scored a goal. So it's. You yes. said it now. You, know, you said it now. Leicester are the we hate as Leicester fans for the any commentator, anybody to say before a game, this guy hasn't scored for so he, yeah. this, he hasn't played for three years. Yeah. Come on against Leicester yeah. and, and it'll you you if he scores, I'm gonna message you and I'm gonna play yeah. you now. So, you you'll be happy, of course, but he needs he needs a goal. He needs a goal, and you know, I, it will come, but we've got to give him game time. You know, it's no point yeah. drop in and out. He's in and out of the team at the moment. That's 20 minutes sub cameo appearance in the second half, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. Play him week in, week out and give him make him a threat. Put the defenders under a lot of pressure. That's what we need. He's that type of player, and we need him to fight. While we're right there, rock bottom in the bottom three at the moment. Yeah. Have you signed anybody this January window? 
Um, not at the moment. There's whistle being rumoured to go for Josh King from Bournemouth. So, yeah, yeah. okay, a useful addition to the squad. It will give us a bit more depth. But you know, we've had a, you know, like every other team, there's been a whole month to go and get some players. You know, I would have expected a lot, a little bit more, a more stronger signing. But who would want to come to play for Fulham? That's the thing. I'm just looking from perspective of a player. If you're in the Championship, mm. upper reaches. Why would you want to go and play for a sign for a club who's in the bottom three on the verge of getting relegated? So it's it becomes more challenging to attract the right type of player who yeah. wants to commit their future to our club. So we, you know, whether we game on loan or there might be an option to sign him at the end of the season, we'll see. But we need we need more depth there. We've had makeshifts strikers like Cavalero, you know, playing up front in in recent games. Again, he's not a goal scorer, and that record's proven. He's not been good enough to to score the goals that we need to. To win games, so yes. we just need we just need another striker, and ideally another central midfielder wouldn't go and miss as well. I need someone to, with a bit more quality in the central midfielder who can actually make that key pass. We've got Loftus Cheek again doing a yep. good job, but he hasn't hit he hasn't hit the heights that we all expected to be honest. But he's getting slowly getting into the game. He's, he's starting to make a difference for us, and he could be a very important player the next two or three months. You, you sound. I mean, there's some clubs that come up. Mm. And spend a fortune on trying to stay up, and it sometimes works, it sometimes doesn't. And then you've got clubs like West Brom, and they're pretty much like yourself, is that you're not spending the money, and I get that in case you it, it is a catch 22 yeah. situation. Yeah, you don't spend the money in case you go back down again, but if you don't spend the money, are you cutting yourselves a chance of staying up? Yeah, exactly. And you look at the players that we've bought, you know, we've got some good international players you know we've got Anderson in in defense he's a Danish international Ariola was the third keeper in the France World Cup to you know so he's he's proving his worth as a goalkeeper you know Tosin Adrabayo we bought from Manchester City Kenny Tett from Lyon who played in the Champions League semi-final last year so we've actually got we've bought some good players obviously defensive players first and foremost that was always the thing protected and you know tighten up in defense Obviously, from an ownership perspective, we haven't invested in in other in another area of weakness, which is our attacking prowess. But it's always difficult when you get promoted. You know, you've got a squad that's predominantly a championship squad. You know, you've got to you've got there's got to be a level threshold. You can't go spend a hundred million like we did two years ago and then get relegated straight away. So it's the owners have learned from that. But clearly, you know, we're we're not winning games. So hopefully, he might surprise us and get a couple of good additions this evening. Otherwise. You know, it's going to be touch and go whether we can stay up or not. But it's yeah. why would a club player want to come and play with Fulham? That's a challenge. Yeah, yeah. Um, Steve, there saying just to myself, without Indeedy and Vardy, how much do we need Madison and Barnes to step up? Totally. And in fairness, they have been doing because Vardy. Mm-hmm. We say we're missing Vardy, but he hasn't actually scored for like five or so games. So, uh, <laughs> although it's what he does, he's one of those players that it's what he does on the you know not not just the goal scoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's what he does on the pitch in, in taking defenders yeah. away, and he he gets away with it. Perez and Nacho, if they do it, having a bad game, you know what <laughs> us fans are like. But a question for you here from Stephen, uh, just flip this one in. Emilio, do you have any players coming through the junior ranks pushing to get into the first team? Yeah, well, we do. We've got a couple, um, couple good strikers coming through in the under twenty three. So doing. We've got Jasper Stansfield and a guy called Pablo Cavallo. So it's a good, good right. young talent coming through, but a big gulf from you know under 23s to suddenly going being thrown into the deep end in the Premier League. It's uh, we've got a, a you know sort of substitute strikers like you know Abubakar Kamara, but again he's we've he's this is his second year in the Premier League. It's, 
he's not a Premier League striker person. He'll, he'll he'll run, he'll work hard, but these aren't players that are going to get us out of trouble, to be honest. We, yeah. For me, it's about getting quality, experienced professionals to come into the team. But, you know, Brighton are looking for a striker. Burnley are looking for strikers. West Brom are looking for where we are, want a striker. We yeah. all want a striker. You yeah. want a striker. So yeah. it's uh, where yeah. are these strikers? You know, it's uh, you know, there are there are a few out there, but I think as well. I think the January window is always uh, the worst window. Yeah, I mean, it is yeah. the worst thing going. But this year as well with the COVID situation, I don't, mm. I don't think teams are. Uh, are, are, are going to risk spending a fortune, no, you're right? You know, you're right. Uh, because of uh, of the situation, but um, uh, that said, you know, we we early in the season before we played, so we we had a lot of injuries, and we were quite young. Mm. Uh, we were quite so lucky that we had a lot of good youngsters coming mm. through. We got Luke Thomas left back, and I'm like, who the hell's this guy? And he goes on <laughs> and scores a goal in the Europa League. But like mm. you said, it's easier in our position to mm. blood those in. Than yeah. it is, you know. Yeah. Although there's the same, like you know, if you're good enough, you're old enough. But exactly, like you say, it's it's putting a lot of pressure on the youngsters, isn't it? Yeah, and I look at you know, a lot of our fans are despondent. You know, we're in the bottom yeah. three; they're obviously resigning themselves to relegation. But you know, I always felt it was going to be a long, hard season. Yeah, my my object, I think, I said on the show a couple of months ago, as long as we finish 17th, I'm okay with that. Consolidate, yeah. and you can push on next year. But it's, it was always going to be a challenge. You know, you've got you've got a squad that's predominantly championship-based. You might maybe have a couple players who are really Premier League quality. The rest are all yeah. bottom three, top six championship type of players. That's not going to keep you in this division. So the owners have had a hard job, and I'm defending them here because they obviously they took their while to get some signings in the summer transfer window. But they've been they've been they've been crucial. You know, you see our defensive record since then has it's been pretty impressive. But you know we're not we're not we're not scoring the goals and that's the thing and so hopefully he'll he'll have seen that the owners and they will will invest and get a couple signings tonight and give us the best chance to stay in this division if we can stay in this division then I expect us to push a bit like Villa last season they they yeah. stayed up by the top of their neck and look they've invested millions to and they're doing a pretty good job this season yeah I'm gonna go for the elephant in the room now because West West Brom early on decided that. Um, they needed a different manager to, to help mm. them stay up. And it's not really working out that well for them at the moment. No, no. And I think, to be totally honest with you, and I have no feelings either way towards towards West Brom, but I think that the, the, what they did with Bilic, I wouldn't be sorry, and for, I've got to be honest with you, if they went down. Mm. Um, yeah. you, uh, any thoughts on that on you? Or do you stick with Parker, mm. see if he can do the job? He's got you up once. You yeah. go down, keep the squad together, build on that, and come back up. Do you stick with him, or you know, st stick or bust, as they say? Yeah, good question. You know, I stick with him to be honest. Whether you know, I think he's a young manager. He's he's learning. You know, maybe sometimes he's. Uh, I'm having a lot of discussions with a lot of our fans, and I think maybe he could be a little bit more decisive with his substitutions and decision making. But that's all part of learning. You know, I don't. Sean Dyche persevered with the uh, could have been sacked a few years ago, but they, he got him straight back up. And look, now they're a reasonably established Premier League team. You've got to keep him. He got us promoted. I wasn't his biggest fan when he got the job, but you can't keep sacking managers. You know, give this guy a chance, give him the resources that he needs. If we do get relegated, then get, make sure we're fully equipped to uh, to push on and get promoted again. But unfortunately, a lot of these loan players and these these international signings, they're going. You know, will they want to commit? To playing in the Premier in the Championship week and week, and that's going to be the problem. Then we're back to square one and having to get yeah. Championship players. So it's a vicious circle, to be yes. honest. It's a, it's a vicious circle. But you've got to persevere with him. You get relegated. I wouldn't sack him. 
you you've got to have some sort of continuity yeah, there, haven't it. you? Yes, you know. It, it's like you say, Burnley did it with Sean Dyche. Mm. He brought them straight back up. We did it very much when we lost the playoff against um, Watford. It oh, would yeah. have been very easy yeah. to have sacked uh, Nigel Pearson and his staff. We didn't. We stuck with him. And next season, we walked away yeah. with the, the championship. And the rest, as they say, is history, history. including yeah. the uh, including the uh, things we shouldn't talk about that happened in Thailand. Look, thanks very much for joining us, Emilio. I'm just going to quickly, before, before we round it up, we're going to have a look at a score prediction. Now, as you know, <laughs> last time, uh, I do get some ex-Foxes that, that, that sort of predict. Mm. Uh, and... Ian Marshall, known for being controversial and known for not always saying that we will win, but we're all pretty confident there. Steve Walsh has gone 2-1 for us. Steve Lynix, I've actually got that the wrong way around. He's actually gone 2-1. Oh, no, no, Steve Lynix, so he has gone 2-1 for you. Blimey, Steve okay. thinks that you are going to beat us. Um, I had him on the show. It's gone to his head, obviously. You know? <laughs> Ian Marshall's gone 2-0, and I, I think it'll be a tough game. To be, I know it's away from home and we play better away from home, but I, I think it'll be a tight game and it might just be the, the one goal in it. Um, you're obviously going to go with Fulham, aren't you? I think so. To be, I think two months ago I predicted was a one-all draw and we went one better and got a win. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to predict a 2-1 victory to Fulham. I think it could be an ugly win at times. It might be a late wait winner, penalty, mm-hmm. 93rd minute, but... Yeah, I don't yeah. care how the win comes, as long as we get those, those three points on the board. But I think you know we can compete with yourselves. As long as we turn up, organised, up for it, then we could be a match for you on the day. But I, I am a little bit nervous that you tend to play a little bit better on away from home than you do at home. Your away form is much better than your home form. I am clinging to that like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> it's like, you know, God, we're away from home. We're away from home. Yeah. It is that potential banana skin. Look, I obviously um, don't wish you luck for 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 Wednesday night. I'd be lying if I said I did. But I'd love. I do like to say, and this is no disrespect when I say little clubs because I still class us as a little club. Mm. I'd I'd love the likes of yourselves to stay up and Newcastle to go down. Oh, I just think it's so much pleasure that happens. You know, so much pleasure. Good for football to see the big clubs struggle sometimes, isn't it? But. Give give um give your podcast and everything a shout out. Yeah, absolutely. So do listen to us on on at Cottage Talks. You know, I'm, I tend to do the post match full time show, literally reflect on the on the performance straight after a game. Then we've got plenty of shows. So do listen to us on at at Cottage Talk and obviously follow myself at Teddy Nello as well. So yeah, you know, so uh, well, uh, I, I, we do a post match one as well. We ours is like forty minutes after final whistle, so it gives us all a chance to calm down. <laughs> we lose uh, so that's at Cottage Talk people can uh, uh, listen to you on them and they get that on all obviously the, the main podcast platform and at Teddy Nello there um, and at Cottage Talk I presume on Twitter as well Absolutely. Emilio thank you so much for coming on no, I like thank I say, you I won't wish you luck because I say I really don't mean it, but I do wish you luck for the rest of the season. Thank you very much. I hope mm-hmm. you stay up. Would love to see you stay up, and hopefully we'll be playing you next season. I hope so. I hope so. Thanks for having me on, Chris. So, you know, come on, Fulham. We can. We can do it. We can do it this season. <laughs> I can put you off now. You know? <laughs> yes. I mean, Thanks, mate. Enjoy the care, game mate. anyway. Stay safe. Give Take care. You too. Bye, and uh, like I say, look forward to seeing you next year. I hope so. Fingers crossed. Take care. Thank you. Take care. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Emilio there from At Cottage Talk, a Fulham fan. Uh, Very honest, 
very good with his answers. Um, what's going to happen? Are we going to have another banana skin? Are we going to struggle? <sighs> Do you know what? I've got a feeling we might. Mm, I just got that feeling in my water. Depends, obviously, what happens today. Um, who we're going to get? Shimboa, whatever he's called, Maitland. No, I don't. A loan to come in so we can get a loan to go out. Um, thanks to Stephen for saying great show, guys. We've got another one coming up later on. Uh, Facebook users there, uh, the, the, the Watford play. I know he's playing. It looks like that might have gone quiet. Maitland Niles is apparently, Maitland Niles, sorry, is on his way north, they said, but it's getting a bit fluid because there's another team come back in. Now, whether that's us come back in or another Premier League team, who knows? Arsenal don't want to let him come to us. Is it right that we're going to take a, a midfielder? Well, he wants to play midfield. We know that um, uh, Rogers wants a midfield player. Are we doing the right thing, getting a midfielder in so we can let a midfielder go out? Is Chowdhury that bad? I don't think so. We need a striker, don't we? Join us at quarter to nine. Me, Brad and a ton of special guests will be coming on, looking at the transfer window and uh, and having a chat. And if there's nothing to chat about, we'll just talk Leicester and what we should be doing in the transfer window. Quarter to nine, guys. All the normal places. Remember, if you want to listen to us on Catch Up, you can catch us on our podcast, which is Leicester Till I Die. And that's on Google, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, and all good podcast platforms. Guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for your questions. I'll be back in a few hours, quarter to nine, with Brad and guests. And we'll have the transfer show all the way through till 11. I'm going to have a, have a drink and get ready. Stay safe, guys. See you later. This is Lester Till I Die TV. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Lester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and all podcast platforms. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
You in? Uh, participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.